All right, folks, welcome back into another edition of the High School Huddle, your one-stop shop for everything and all things Section 5 Sports. I'm AJ Feldman. He's Carl Jones. And Carl, we have finally done it. We have made it through the winter months. The winter sports season is over, save for some Federation championships. And, and Carl, we, we made it. I think that's all we can say. We made it. And, man, the kids, man, they gave us a treat this year, didn't they? I mean, all the sports, from track to the ice to the court, no matter the sport, the kids brought it. They had they had fun out there, made our jobs much easier, much more fun to do. Uh, I had fun, obviously, culminating with this past weekend in Albany with um, Section Five teams putting on a show, boys and girls. It was a fun, uh, fun uh, section, a fun season for sure to cover. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, we don't have a ton of perspective, but there was a lot of success here in Section Five. Obviously, we're gonna get into the basketball in just a little bit. You know, we had some hockey teams going far on the sports. We don't, you know, focus too much of attention on. We had a lot of success as well. Some bowling state championships, uh, some wrestlers winning it all. We had uh, skiers doing some great things. We had uh, track and field, like you mentioned, uh, competitive cheerleading. We had uh, winning state titles, national titles. I saw some teams bring home some stuff. And we're going to get that to that in just a little bit um, with our winter sports recap award show that we do uh, just a brief little wrap and a bow on the winter sports season but before we get into that while i was uh enjoying myself in sunny arizona with a, a phenomenal concert uh by miss taylor swift carl jones was manning down the fort uh both with the podcast last week as he saw i did a great job uh taking care of that for us uh presenting uh the interview i did and also Manning the Forts with our state champions, our state basketball uh, final four in uh, in Troy, Albany area, getting it done. We brought home four state championships uh, this weekend. We're going to start with the double A boys where the Victor boys basketball team took it home with uh, two convincing wins in the state final four, 56-54 against Brentwood in the semifinals and then the championship game. Uh, a 56 to 38 victory over North Rockland, Griffin Hopkins and Garrett Clark leading the way in that championship game with 15 and 12 points respectively. And man, Carl, you know, we, we like to pat ourselves on the back when we're right. We, we got to call ourselves out when we're wrong, because man, we said throughout the entire season that double a boys was going to be competitive. It was really fun. We had a lot of great players, a lot of great teams, but from 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 the word go, we never really thought that we would find a team that could go on a deep run to the state championship, not only win a state title, but convincingly they won both of their semifinal games by at least 15 points. And that's what the Victor Blue Devils did. I mean, they're a well-balanced team. They give it to you however you want it. I mean, they play so many different styles in this tournament. I mean, I know they play a Niagara Falls team who like to get up and down the floor. Victor said, y'all want to run track? We can do that, too. They got down to Albany in the state tournament, and they played a more methodical style and got it done in that way. An impressive team. I mean, I know you talk about Garrett Hopkins leading the way with 15, but then you had um, Garrett Clare right behind him, Nick Leonard right behind him, AJ Query right behind him. I mean, they are just a, such a well-balanced team. Not one player, and I guess that's probably why, you know, they got overlooked for a, a lot of part of the, um, of the season. Obviously, the previous year's postseason success is its own thing, but focusing on this year, they didn't have that quote unquote superstar, but that's ended up being the best thing that could have happened for them. They got so many players who on any given night, can you say, give them the ball and let them rock. And I'm no Griffin Hopkins did it in the sectional um, in the far West regional where he had 11 in the fourth. And then Nick Leonard closed some games out for them. Blue Devils, 
fantastic team, great group of kids to talk to. Tyler Robinson is a great head coach as well, fun to talk to as well. Shout out to the Blue Devils, man. Basketball school, nah, I, I love to see that. And especially, you know, you mentioned we've talked all along about their balance and their many different ways to win, like you just said, especially in a state final four where, from from what I gathered, the shots were not falling. You know, we, we had the, uh, um, you know, teams are used to playing in these gyms. They go to this big, you know, you know, stadium is very far away. That's what I was hearing that, you know, teams just were not dropping shots. So for Victor to not only win at all, but to never really be in doubt in any of those games, uh, hats off to the Blue Devils. For sure, for sure. Uh, and then in class, they right behind them. You got the Ronacoy Eagles. Um, they unfortunately came up short in their state title game against Tappan Z. Really, 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 really good team. Once again, another low scoring game, 49 to 36. Chris Carden send off. Xavier Gersonana with 18.7 rebounds. This game turned when their star player, Ryan Heath, went out in the third and fouled trouble and Tappan Z went on a run. Ironically, cannot buy a bucket. Um, just tough, tough way. And I mean, sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles in these types of games. Spoke to Chris Carden after the game. And one of the themes that this team had with him the entire year, they obviously knew he was a fantastic coach, legend here in Section 5. But the thing that they loved the most was how, I guess, how much of a prowess he had off the court and how much, of, how important he he viewed that part of his job. And after the game, their theme all year long was unfinished. And he told me flat out, he was like, hey, this basketball thing is going to stop one way or another. I can't wait to see what you guys do next in life. That's the unfinished part of this job. So the fact that he kept perspective in that moment, just 10 minutes after they came up short in their state title game, kind of just put the bow on top of his career and just how much a professional he was. And he will be missed here in Section 5. Yeah, you know, you have your your final season. You get all the way to the state championship game, the final game of the season. Obviously, it doesn't uh, end up the way you want it. And I think that was, you mentioned the foul trouble. That seemed to be a big theme for certainly the games that I covered throughout this uh, state tournament, these regionals, these semifinals, just foul trouble. Because, you know, when you're in this playoff environment you're basically running you know not many teams are running a deep bench you're running six seven you know some, some teams run five man rotation five player rotations you, you get in foul trouble it's really tough to bounce back from that when when the stakes are so thin so um you know congratulations to Ron Ekoy for a great season uh you know we, we've had a great time watching these guys all season long you know they were a really fun team to watch they put on a lot of a, a lot of great shows throughout the season and, um, you know, just, just one game too short there. Yeah, and then speaking of coming short, Newark also did as well in the state semifinal to a really, really dominant West Hill team that went on to win the um, state title out of the Syracuse area, I believe. Final score is 63-36. Kellen Foster led the way for the Reds with 10 points. Close game at the half. It was 27-22 at the break, but run, it was a game of runs in basketball. It was a make-or-miss game, and Newark, unfortunately, just couldn't get enough to drop in that second half so once again fantastic season for them coming up short no small feet in that whatsoever uh no class c representative but class d who would have guessed it i don't know the vocal Pressburg, you know the fact that they went back to back like you know jordan in 96 97 i i, I didn't wasn't able to watch the game i didn't stay for sunday that team when you watch them on nfs nfhs network they get up and down the court. I feel like they practice with the track team. I, I don't know if I need someone to confirm this for me because they run up and down the court way too fast. Um, Hayden Abbott led the way with 32 points. 17-4 run into the break, which kind of like put the game out of reach. Third Section 5 team to ever go back-to-back, -back, so they put themselves in rare, rare 
air with that feed. Um, just shout out to them, 70 to 48 win over Chapel Field. Yeah, I do just want to correct you there. Uh, they do not play in class D, they play in class AP because uh, at this point, it's just a Boca Prasberg world and uh, we're just all living in it. That that is just an, an impressive run. Not only, you know, they they bring guys back. Hayden Abbott, 32 points in that uh state championship game, you know, McCoy Putnam, 10 assists. You know, Hayden Abbott, he, he nearly outscored the entire team. I mean, you know, you, you give him a couple extra more minutes, you let him play in the fourth quarter, probably. He's probably blowing out the team by himself. Uh, you know, th there's really not much more you can say uh in that, you know, it's just ever since these two schools have merged, it has been a dynastic run for them. And, and, you know, there, there's really just nothing else you could say, Carl. I mean, uh, let the resume speak for itself. Uh, I mean, just shout out to AP and the fantastic two year run that they're on at this point. Um, and then over to the girls slate, a couple more state champs with these games actually ended up being phenomenal as well. We'll start with class double a straighter lady warriors, the Mariah Watkins, Bria Watkins, Everyone else on that team is phenomenal. I just don't want to limit it to those two. Shout out to them. 49-41 win over White Plains. That game was contested throughout, but they have the Watkins sisters and uh, White Plains didn't. That's just kind of like the gist of that. I got of that game. Mariah Watkins was our player of the week uh, for her fantastic efforts throughout the weekend that she had down there in Albany. Uh, Schrader, I mean, fantastic year. Once again, like we've talked about at nauseum, we knew they would be better this year. We didn't know, like, how would they handle the jump up to class double A? Young team still, how would they fare? And then they kind of just ran with whatever questions we had and just like stamped it at the end of the year. Uh, just fantastic year for them. And I'm just happy to see them culminate that with a state title. Yeah, and, and the thing you have to remember about the Schrader team, no seniors. They're running it back. They're bringing the entire team back next season. And plus, I believe... Um, I don't know if I've seen this finalist. I think we're expanding. We're adding a class in, in basketball along with some other teams. So I think Trader is not going to be in that biggest class anymore because obviously they were right on the bubble there. So I, I don't know how anybody keeps up with Schrader next year. You know, the Watkins sisters, I follow obviously both of them on Twitter. Um, they seem to be getting offers from the entire Northeast uh, lately, and that will only just continue throughout the summer, throughout uh, the AAU season and into next year. So congratulations to them. We can't wait to see what they can pull off next season and, you know, down the line in their futures. In Class A, Canadagua making it to the state championship game with a 55th 55 to 42 semifinal victory over Manhasset. And then in the championship game, just a rough start. You know, like we said, the margins are so thin and they just got um, kind of run out of the gym in that first quarter uh, against Walter Panis. So they ended up losing 61 51. As Maya Herman did her darndest to get her team back in her game, she finished up with 22 points. Um, just just a, a gritty effort from Canada all season long, as, as we talked about on the show last week, this isn't even a team that was at a hundred percent throughout the entire season. So who knows what they would have done if they would have had, you know, some of their key performers in the, in the lineup, but uh, you know, the Braves, they finally get that class a crown. They finally, you know, get past Menden who obviously dropped off this year after winning six straight titles and then make it all the way to the state championship game. Yeah. I mean, it was open this year. Kennedy ran with it. Um, for a team that maybe halfway through the season, we didn't know their peak performance and they showed that. And then some, so, um, the Braves, no, uh, don't hang your hats at all. Fantastic gear. And then in class B, which was the game of the weekend, uh, 
I want to preface this by saying I missed the most important part of the game. <laughs> yeah, Carl, how much did they pay you to leave the gym there? That's what I want to know. For real, though. Like, you know what? I actually take credit for, like, 50% of this. Long story short, let me get to the gist of this. Waterloo wins the Class B championship, their first in school history. But to add some back, uh, some context to my situation, I wanted to grab the Waterloo game and then the two boys, double A AA and A games. But they're not close at all. They're, like, 50 minutes apart. So I couldn't stay for the entire game of Waterloo. They were down 10 heading into the fourth, and the Waterloo faithful can back me up on this. It just didn't look great the first three quarters. They couldn't get consistent looks. They only had 29 points through three quarters. Fantastic ball club they were up against. And then things changed. They scored 29 points in the first three quarters and then scored 29 points in the fourth. Jasmine Lewis, Moran Bio, uh, Addison, I mean, just, just fantastic ball club. They got up and down the floor. I still haven't been able to watch their fourth quarter in its entirety. But from the highlights that I saw, I mean, they just turned up the heat on defense. Everything was falling in the hoop. And it made sense a little bit because I went to go take a bathroom break as I was on the way out, and I heard roars. I didn't know if it was the other team's parents or if it was Waterloo. But nonetheless, it made sense because by the time I got to um, Glens Falls for the boys game, a couple of the, uh, the media guys were like, hey, did you hear about Waterloo's comeback? And I looked at them like, you talking about like in the second, you talking about like in the second quarter or something? Like, what you talking about? Like, you ain't talking about no, like – for the win and they obviously they end up coming back and winning just fantastic effort from from that group never giving up at any point because it looked bleak I'm not gonna lie to you um, at some points in that game but that speaks to the testament of that coaching staff and those ladies on the floor um also they made it to the state title last year redeemed themselves this year I mean this is storybook ending for a fantastic team yeah and this was a Waterloo team that I believe what it was is they were down in the uh, sectional championship game they were down in their um, they were down in the crossover game at the half. They were down half in both of those games. They were down in the Far West Regional game in the half. They were down in the state semifinal game at the half. For those all those games, it was a third quarter run that got it done. They were uh, the Steph Curry Warriors. This time it was uh, it was the fourth quarter closing it out, and and that just goes to show a lot about like you mentioned, a the coaching staff, b the senior leadership on that team. Where I guess at that point, when you get to the state championship game, you don't even really need a pep talk in the fourth quarter. They'd be like, all right, I guess our run's just a little bit late today. Like, like this, there's no, there's no panic because you've done this over and over and over and over again. So congratulations to Waterloo, a team that we have really talked about the last couple of years, finally able to get it done for a state championship game and really just... You know, they're, they're going to bring back some talent back next year, but this is certainly the uh, the end of an era for the, the Waterloo Tigers, and what a way for them to go out. Yeah, this was the year for them, and they went out convincingly, and we'll see what they do with the Federation. I think this team can make something shake uh, uh, this upcoming weekend as well. Yeah, so uh, so as you mentioned, uh, we have the Federation Championships where the, uh, the New York State Public High School Athletic Association team plays teams from the other three uh regions you got your private schools uh you know your teams down the city trader is actually not competing in that federation championship they they mentioned you know um i saw an article from a school or a paper out believe out in long island you know they uh some spring sports i think some prior commitments going on so uh trader will not be playing in that however uh, victor will be the victor boys waterloo will be as well uh, there is no federation championship for class D. So uh, Avoca Prattsburg, they just get to uh, sit on their giant mighty throne and uh, look down on the, on the masses. So we got that to look forward to coming up this weekend. 
But as we mentioned before, uh, the winter sports season is basically, for all intents and purposes, in the books. It's time to wrap it up, put a nice little bow on it with our winter sports award show. Uh, we hand out a couple categories to just highlight some of the best and the brightest. And as we uh, have mentioned before on here, there was a lot of success, great players, great teams, great moments. So certainly we could not get to all of them, but we just wanted to highlight a few of the favorites that were either near and dear to our hearts, some some teams, some players that we watched personally that we wanted to give some love to as we wrap up our show here. So we're going to start off with our moments of the year, uh, a play, a game, you know, a, a, just an event that really will kind of the thing that we will remember the most as we, you know, if we're going to tell our grandkids about Section 5 sports in winter of 2023, this might be the thing that we talk about. So, Carl, your moment of the year. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with the theme. You talked about, you know, events and all that good stuff. I'm going to go with the theme. And the theme I brought up, I took away from this year, is kind of the resurgence of some of the inner city schools with their basketball programs. Um, obviously, I, as you guys know, I did a story on Franklin and how they um, rose back to prominence a little bit this year. Monroe, one of their best uh, seasons in a very long time. East, obviously, they're always great, but making it to the sectional final once again. But I think it's twofold. One, Obviously, everyone wants to win and compete. That's just the name of the game, right? But also, it's bigger than ball for some of these schools, especially in these areas where, you know, you need some motivation, some positivity, instead of all the negative stuff that you're surrounded with before you even get to school or when you are in school in some of these cases. So the fact that these schools, these communities got to rally around three really, really, really darn good programs this year. And also Edison Tech, even though they didn't have the year they had in the previous year, what they did in sectionals in upsetting Franklin, I was there at that game. It was joyous, and it was a lot of camaraderie there around that win and around that team. Um, Shamir Freeman, one of the most electrifying players I've seen in my two years here in Section 5. It was razzle-dazzle, give it to you however you want it. Fun to watch him play for Franklin. The Thompson Twins also as well. Ying and Yang, big man down low. Uh, my man Terrence is the big man. Clarence is the shooter, shooter from anywhere. Fun to see those three go to work a little bit. Monroe, Jaquan Shears, if you've ever seen him, he has the fastest second jump I've ever seen. And I know that's kind of particular, but if you've watched basketball or watched a lot of sports that requires you to jump a little bit, you know exactly what I'm talking about. My man was super duper athletic, led Monroe to a fantastic um, season this year. They came up short to Sutherland, I believe in that. I don't know if you were at that overtime. Yeah, game. I was at a double overtime game. Yeah. Yeah. So fantastic year for them as well. And then East coming up short in the sectional finals there at Blue Cross Arena. But once again, just when those schools are all doing well, it means something for the community, those schools and those players themselves. It gives them something to positively look forward to as opposed to some of the challenges that they're faced on a day to day basis. Yeah, certainly. And and anybody who's been, you know, watching the news in Rochester, there's there's not a lot. The city schools needed some good, uh, some good positive light coming out of them lately. And these schools certainly provided that. And I just want to add on to that. Uh, how about the Franklin girls basketball team? starting a program back up for the first time in over uh, in a decade. You know, they, they had a rough campaign. Um, I They did not win a game. Uh, some of their games were uh, were a little lopsided. But, man, you, you just uh, – you see their highlights and things like that. You know, they were they were fighting. They were, you know, they were, um, you know, wearing their school's colors with pride. I, I talked to them before the season. You know, they've got players who are, you know, taking, you know, the, the bus line after school, you know, an hour and a half, you know, switching buses, getting there late. And, and especially for a team that, you know, you take a, bu a bus an, an hour and a half to school and, and you know what, you know, you know, you're not winning the game. 
you're not going to win the game. You might not win a game all season. You're doing this because, you know, you love the game. You want to, you know, hang out with your friends. You want to build some community spirit, all of that good stuff. And, uh, you know, just uh, as you mentioned, a really great season for the city schools uh, um, all around, uh, boys, girls, uh, er everywhere around at the city schools. Yeah, so and that's then, one thing I'll take away from this year, most most definitely. And then for my moment of the year, I'm going to go to uh, the track and field, specifically on the field. My girl Cameron Cole jumping six feet. And this was a a mark that I knew that she had in her mind. You know, she's been gunning at six feet. I, you know, I'd, I'd read some stories. You know, she she had the, you know, the Section 5 record. You know, she was number one of the nation. She took it to another level at the uh, the state, uh, or excuse me, the sectional championship game. High jump of six feet. You want to talk about a pop? Just the just the look on her face as a she's like quickly leaving that map because anybody who's high jump before smallest uh, vibration can can knock that thing off. But just the look on her face, uh, you know, like to to get that done starts sprinting around the place high five and hugging you know this that and the other just a great moment for myself to to be able to witness you know see the the joy the triumph and then she she follows that up at the state championship winning the high jump and the long jump state championship a double state winner you know uh just a fantastic performance from her and she's still got the outdoor season left um, she is still searching for that state record that uh, I, she talked about she was gunning for. I'm not going to put any money against her uh, on the outdoor sports season. So I just uh, wanted to pick Cameron Cole and her high jump as the moment of the year, which is still the number one high jump in the entire country for this year. And I don't think anybody's even gotten 5'10", I believe, if I uh, read that correctly. So by far and away, the best jumper this year in the land, the U.S. of A. The whole land. What's some... I always have a lot of respect for those individual sports. And I know there's relay teams and track as well, but you're the man in the arena. It's just you out there. There's no one else to help you out. You know, you got your teammates to cheer you on a little bit. Coach to tell you, nah, ain't no teammate to come. Hey, I'm tired. You, you're the one that has to go out there and perform. And she did it in that moment. Had her, like you said, had her mindset on it, went out there and did it. So just, uh, you know, have that idea and then going out and to execute it. None but respect for Miss Cole in that moment right there. Plus, in, in all of these competitions, even the state championship, like, she she was the state champion before she even walked in the door. Like, nobody was close. You know, you can enter, if, if you guys don't know high jump specifically, you can enter wherever you want. Like, if you're, you know, just starting out, you can enter in at, like, you know, four foot, eight, six, whatever, you know, try and clear the bar, build up some time. She, she entered the sectional championship meet past everybody else everybody else was done by the time she's like all right it's finally time for me to show up so she doesn't even have teammates to cheer around she doesn't have opponents to really go against she's going against herself she's going against her score and that's a tough effort and uh she really did the most of it congratulations to Cameron Cole on a great season can't wait to see she does in the outdoor sports season next we're going to move on to our team of the year uh, you know, we had, as we just mentioned, we talked about, you know, for 20 minutes on the show, we had a lot of great state champions, um, a lot of uh, excitement throughout the year. Carl, your team of the year for the winter sports season. Like you talked about in the beginning, man, you got to call a spade a spade and admit when you're wrong. And I was so darn wrong about these Victor Blue Devils. Therefore, 
They are my team of the year. The boys, state championship, first sectional title since 1978. My mama wasn't even in high school at the time. That goes to show you how long ago that was. First appearance ever in the final four. I mean, they just checked off all the boxes all year long. They didn't care about the credit. They didn't care about who was on their side. They didn't care about none of the hoopla. They just went out there, executed. I mean, it is so hard, especially at this level, at the class AA level in New York State. It's not like we're in you know, some of these other states where the quality of ball isn't that strong. This is New York State. This is, you know, one of the, the, the meccas of basketball to, to a certain extent. And no one cared about none of the limelight. I mean, Griffin Hopkins is a sophomore. There's been some games where I forgot he was on the floor, and not because I didn't think he was, like, great, just for the sole purpose of, oh, Garrett Clare is one of his games he's having today. Oh, snap, Nick Leonard using that football body down low, and they got nobody to rock with him. Oh, snap. His older brother, Brendan Hopkins, getting it done, too. Like, this a fantastic ball club that shut me up. I'm happy. I love being uh, being uh, being wrong about high school kids, man, because I love to see all of them shine and get they just do. And then the the way they did it down there at state championship, they left no doubt about it. It wasn't like, no, oh, man, they got lucky couple buzzer beaters, you know, foul trouble this, foul trouble that. Like, no. I almost, like, for some clarity about that game, I got there, I believe, started picking up my camera like late second quarter almost missed like the part where Victor started to pull away. Like that's how convincing of a win that was. So like they were dominant down there in Albany and left no doubt about it. Who was the top team in New York this year? The blue devils. I said it before and I'll say it again. Me and the kids are talking about it off air a little bit. Basketball school. We talk about, you know, hockey, lacrosse, girls, volleyball. You can throw bad boys basketball in that little ring too right now. And, and think about this, you know, you've got, you know, you think about who's who's at the basketball. I mean, you got uh, the basketball team, you got the cheerleaders. Well, they both won state championships this year. So uh, the, the gymnasium was very kind to Victor. And, and like you mentioned, uh, you know, nobody's believed in them. Uh, yada, yada, this, yada, yada, that. Let's see what they can do with these federation championships. You know, no New York State Public High School Athletic Association team has won the largest region, AA, uh, in boys basketball since 2011. Only one school has done it since 2007 that was in 2011 so you know the, these city school these private schools tend to, to get it done but uh i'm not betting against victor you know i've bet on them enough and uh you know that's the one bet i have at winning this year so uh congratulations to victor let's see what they can do this weekend uh my team is a team that did not end up winning a state championship uh we had many state champions that we could highlight here and, and we've talked about all season long but you know we covered a lot of hockey this year so i wanted to give some love to uh, the best hockey team of the season, the Pittsburgh Panthers in Division I Class A, making it all the way to the state semifinals, eventually losing to the state champs uh, 2-0, uh, the closest test that uh, West Jenny got throughout the entire season. And just, just some of the things I want to highlight about their run, their team, their season, they were not the favorites throughout the season, much like Victor, you know, it was, or yes, much like Victor uh, boys basketball, they were staring up at McQuaid. Um, you know, they were top two, top three in the state the entire season long. They were staring up at Victor. You know, they were, you know, rocking in the top five, top seven throughout the season. And they didn't care about any of those rankings. They uh, they knocked off McQuaid in the state semi or the sectional semifinals. They knocked off Victor in double overtime uh, as these uh, class A championship games always go to overtime. Uh, then they then they took down another really strong Orchard Park team in the Far West Regionals, another team that was ranked above them going into the game. And, you know, Will Masachi, uh, you know, he's the guy who's getting all of these, uh, you know, player of the year, you know, all tourney teams, things like that. 
But, you know, it was some underrated guys, you know, Hannah Hankinson getting it done uh, with two goals against McQuaid. Uh, I believe it was Colin Norton in, in the state cha- in the state, uh, excuse me, the sectional championship game, scoring that game winning goal. So just a complete team. You know, they got some great goaltending, obviously, throughout the run. Uh, Aiden Brown, just just a great run from Pittsburgh, uh, making it all the way to the state semifinals. Emphasis on the complete team part, because when I talked to their head coach after the game, none of their goals came from the top line in that sectional final game, if I'm not mistaken, which goes to show you how well-rounded they are. You know, Aiden Brown, hot goalie that time of year, he obviously played fantastic. But to see the smile on Colin, Nor- Colin Norton's face uh, after the game and speaking to him about that game-winning goal he had in double overtime, um, goes to show you this Panthers team was well-rounded and a fantastic year, making it all the way to the state final. Yeah, just oh, they a lost really. It. Yeah, state, state semi, state semifinal. Yeah, state they lost to the eventual state champs in the state semifinal. Uh, a game that mm-hmm. you know, a game that they made it all the way to the midway to the third period, scoreless. So you know, they held their own in that game. Uh, certainly <laughs> held their own more than uh, the loser did the state championship game. So a, a great run for them, uh, which which just ended up just a little bit too short. And finally, we move on to our player of the year award, the player that uh, stood out. Among the rest, Carl, your player of the year for the winter sports season. Many sports to choose from, guys and girls. But this player right here, I've been itching to watch him play. Didn't get a, get a, didn't get a chance to play, see him play last year. This year, he left no doubt on who will be the top player for me. J.C. Walker from Lions Boys Basketball. 6'5", do-it-all wing. My first time catching him play was in a sectional final. 23 points in that game. Um, kind of restoring... Lions back to like, you know, the proud history they have, 21 sectional titles, 11 appearances in a regional final. And then the following Monday in the, in the crossover game, I need you again, JC. I need you again. We are, we up against a really good Pembroke team. They, I mean, Tyson Totten out there causing problems. What you going to do? A casual 34 points, just dominating the second half. I mean, just a fantastic player, three ball, getting to the rim, left, right hand, long, athletic, getting blocked shots. Fantastic player. And I know we sometimes look at the kids and, you know, class B and below and be like, oh, could they do this in double A and A on a consistent basis? No, no, no. He he, he would be doing this in no matter the classification. He is that athletic, that skilled. It doesn't matter who. You can put him in Pittsburgh. You can put him in Fairport. You can put him in a Boca Prasburg. It does not matter. J.C. Walker is that guy, and he is my player of the year. Yeah, I was finally able to see him uh, in the first crossover game in that little round robin they, when they took on North Star. And I was just so impressed by by Mr. Walker there for, you know, his, you know, it, it just looked effortless. His calm, his poise, you know, getting to the rim, you know, getting teammates involved, defending, just a complete all-around player. And like you mentioned, I mean, you know, this this guy, if, if he was in class double A, he might have, you know, been the player of the year there, too. And, it, you know, I wouldn't put anything against him. So just a really great run. You know, uh, we'll be able to see him at the Ronald McDonald House All-Star Game this weekend. So one more time for uh, for Mr. Walker to show out on the grand stage. My player of the year uh, should not come as as too much of a surprise. You know, I was the one who uh, who claimed her first in uh, the group chat, which is why she is my player of the year. Mariah Watkins from the Schrader girls basketball team leading her team. Yeah. You know, I don't think we're going to have to recount the votes. We have no scandals here. uh, You know, um, no, no stolen election here. Mariah Watkins with our, uh, with my player of the year, 24 points on the season, obviously leading her team to the state championship uh, victory. 
And just the way she got it done, big time plays in the fourth quarter. You know, 34 points against Lancaster. Uh, I think it was 22 of them in the second half. You know, getting it done with clutch foul shots down the stretch. Getting it done with clutch buckets. That, uh, you know, that shot against Fairport. Navigating through traffic in the lane. Puts it up off balance. You know, we were... You know, getting it done on the dribble. You know, she was great in transition before, but her little, you know, hop step through the lane this year kind of turned into her bread and butter. It's just really tough to stop. She's got the length. She's got the shot. She's got the passing ability. She gets her teammates involved. It's not just the Mariah Walken show. She gets her teammates involved and obviously leading her team to the state championship game. There's really not much else you can say about Mariah Watkins other than she'll be back next year to do it again. Yeah, and at that point, I think she'll be committed to sort of a really impressive collegiate school at that point. But I was most impressed with her passing ability this year. Like you said, I didn't know Schrader had like that deep of a squad until Mariah started kicking it to them. And boy, Schrader has a really, really darn good ball club. Like this isn't just the the Mariah and Bria show. I mean, they got a couple uh, players. Sarah Feruza is the starting catcher, I think, for the softball team. So that goes to show you like the type of athletes they have over there on that Schrader team. Nonetheless, Mariah, fun to watch always, do-it-all player, and Section 5 is spoiled. They get to see her one more year. Yeah, and especially to that senior point, having to step up as the leader with no seniors on that team, you know, as a junior, having to get it done, I believe their head coach hasn't even been there at Schrader for too long, so she had to take on a little bit of an extra leadership role there, so... Um, you know, congratulations to Mariah on a great season. Congratulations to all of our athletes on great seasons. As we mentioned, you know, we had individual champs in, uh, you know, track, Matthew Auble, Brady Unger, Fairport Wrestling. You know, we had the, the Nordic and the Alpine state champions. So we could have gone a lot of where we could have gone um, to a very, uh, a very long uh, <laughs> championship uh, recap show. But uh, that's where we're going to lead off the winter sports season. It is in the books. Uh, we will not have a show for you next week as we wait for the spring sports season to ramp up a little bit, get a little bit to talk about where, uh, you know, in two weeks we'll be back to chat, you know, you know, early stars for the lacrosse and, you know, baseball and softball. Baseball and softball ever get going. It takes a while for them. But we'll be back in a little bit uh, to talk about the spring sports season where it's going to be interesting because we're going to be working about a thousand hours at the PGA Championship uh, come May and, uh, and whatnot. But uh, we're going to have a lot of fun covering these spring sports cars. I'm, I'm going to have a lot of fun. As y'all know, I'm not well-versed in lacrosse, but last year was my first taste, and I can't wait to get back at it. I can't wait. I can't wait at all. So we will be back at it in just a little bit. For Carl Jones, I'm AJ Feldman. Thank you for listening all winter long, all season long. We will see you in just a short minute, and we will see you next time.